Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21. Today we're going to talk about understanding biblical prophecy in two minutes. And we're going to be talking about all you need to know about biblical prophecy in just two minutes. Now I realize this is a 15-minute broadcast, but I'm talking about two minutes of your reading will give you the essentials you need so that when you go to a conference, you hear a broadcast, a podcast, or read a book, you can evaluate whether or not that is in line with the Catholic faith as expressed in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. So why should you be interested in what the Catechism of the Catholic Church says about biblical prophecy? Well, right off the bat, it reflects the predominant Christian understanding of prophecy through the centuries. I realize in the very early church, while they were figuring some things out about biblical prophecy, it wasn't a predominant view for the majority of centuries. The predominant view is reflected in the catechism. And if you're a Protestant listener to Luke 21, you should be aware uh, St. Augustine is loved by not only Catholics, but also by many Protestants. And Protestants, such as Lutherans and a lot of Presbyterians, who like St. Augustine, also have a basic similarity to the prophetic view highlighted in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Another reason why you want to dig into the Catechism of the Catholic Church for understanding prophecy is that it's succinct and understandable. It's a lot simpler than a lot of other things out there that try to teach biblical prophecy. This one is pretty clear. It's pretty forthright. And then lastly, and we're going to see this today, you can see how the prophetic scriptures are understood by the Catholic Church. So when we read a section dealing with biblical prophecy and times in the catechism, you want to pay a special attention to the footnotes. And this isn't a long section. This is a very short section of the catechism. But if you sit down, and it takes 15 minutes of reading to do what I'm going to advocate, excuse me, two minutes of reading, but you want to, at times, sit down with an open Bible and start looking through the various scriptures in the footnotes. This is an invaluable exercise. And we're living in a day, both in Protestant circles and Catholic circles, it's well worth your time to do this, okay? So we're going to start with section 675 of the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Um, I read pretty fast, but I think I, I read aloud, if I remember right. I timed myself. It took about 38 seconds. And this is the only section of the Catechism I'm asking you to read to understand biblical prophecy. And I'm not saying you'll understand everything about biblical prophecy, but you'll have the necessary ingredient. And it says this, 675, before Christ's second coming, the church must pass through a final trial that will shake the faith of many believers. Okay, It says that between now and the second coming of Christ, there's a fiery trial, and that's contra to those who plan to escape this type of tribulation via what's called the pre-tribulation rapture. Uh-uh, not going to be, according to 675. 
What about those who expect an age of peace prior to the end? Uh Uh-uh, that's not what 675 says. What about those many Protestant and Catholic experts, so to speak, who expect there will be no tribulation because it all happened in the first century? Uh Uh-uh, it's not according to 675. Look how you can evaluate all the various options for skirting around and past and or over the final trial that will shake the faith of many believers. And again, kind of why we do this, a big reason is we don't want the belief of anyone who loves the name of Jesus Christ to be shaken in the end times because of unexpected tribulation. It's laid out real clear. Now, what we want to do is look carefully at a couple of scriptures that are mentioned with that one sentence I read out of section 675. The first one is Luke 18.8. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? And right along with that one, Matthew 24.12, and because wickedness is multiplied, most men's love will grow cold. In other words, Jesus isn't indicating you're going to be a big majority thing. It's going to be rough. And in Noah's day, it came down to eight people. And the days of Noah are a indicator of what the end times will be. I'm not saying there are only going to be eight people, but this is going to be serious. And Jesus's warnings should be very sobering. And then there's Luke 21, a chapter of the Bible for which this broadcast is named after. Jesus said in verse 12, and again, this is the third footnote under 675, section of the Catechism. Before all this, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you, and you will be brought before kings and governors for my namesake. And then finally, the fourth scripture. This is the fourth scripture for this just beginning section of section 675 for a sentence, and it's John 15, starting in verse 19. If you are of the world, the world would love its own, but you are not of the world, therefore the world hates you. And remember the word I said to you. And this verb, remember, is an imperative. It's a command. It's a command by the Son of God, Jesus Christ the Lord, to remember the word I said to you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you. Okay? Now, I just took a sentence out of 675, 675 took me about 38 seconds to read. Now, obviously, the study, the follow-up, but I can see how these scriptures are used and all these various things saying, because everybody wants the easy button. It was first century. You're not going to go through it. Don't worry about this. Don't worry about that. And Jesus said, better be tough because it's going to be tough. All right, 675 goes on. Before Christ's second coming, There will unveil the mystery of iniquity in the form of a religious deception offering men an apparent solution to their problems at the price of apostasy from the truth. Okay, there's going to be some major problems. I can see several. Uh, The world is literally going to go bankrupt because we've spent our children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren's future economically. And after a while, the credit card gets canceled. Okay, I can see war. I can see all kinds of strife going on in the world. So there's problems. Let's just say 
there was a nuclear exchange, okay? Uh, not the end of the world, but a serious nuclear exchange with just put the um, fear of war in everybody's, the core of their being. And then there's a world leader arises with a peace plan. And uh, once you give all your nuclear codes to me, and I'll solve the problem of war in the modern world. And that, that sounds great, except, <laughs> except that man of peace isn't Jesus. Jesus is the man of peace, and he turns out to be a guy called the Antichrist. And it's very interesting, uh, a parent solution for their problems, the footnote for that is 1 Thessalonians 5.3. When people say there is peace and security, then sudden destruction comes upon them and there will be no escape. Okay? Now, all I'm saying is to really get this idea. So when you get these proposals, there will be no suffering, there will be no problems and this and that. You know, there's going to be a fiery trial. We're going to go through it. And then there's going to be serious problems in the world. And then if you apostatize from the truth, there will be a game plan led eventually by the Antichrist that will appear to solve all these major problems the world has. Okay, that's all in section 675 of the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Invaluable. Takes you seconds to read, and as a result, you can evaluate some PhD's book that says otherwise, okay? Because this... This is the historic Christian faith. All right, next, uh, I need to share with you real quickly how I spent my Christmas vacation. You can tell I'm, you're going to think I'm weird, but uh, Pope Benedict mentioned this uh, ancient church theologian called Tychonius, writing uh, about 394, and I ordered a book across the Atlantic Ocean that got to my home just in time for Christmas, and it was a deep dive into this man who influenced Augustine to write The City of God, and he wrote one of a uh, very influential commentary in the entire book of Revelation that was used by the church for centuries after his death, and then it, would, it was basically forgotten. But on this serious scholarly study of Tychonius's commentary on Revelation and his rules for interpreting the Bible, everything and his view of prophecy, everything for his outlining the entire book of Revelation was built upon one chapter of the Bible. And a short one is that, and even not all of the verses in that short chapter. And I'm talking about 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, basically the first dozen verses. And this, this one is very hard for me because you will never hear 2 Thessalonians 2 read in a Catholic mass in the United States. It's gone. It's gone. And I'm coming to the point that maybe somebody didn't want it in there. But in any case, it's in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. If you read section 675, that takes, took me 38 seconds, it'll take you the rest of your two minutes 
to read 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and 12 verses, okay? 12 verses. And if you look at the scripture footnotes, you'll see it's mentioning 2 Thessalonians 2. It's exactly what Tychonius did for a revelation commentary that influenced the Catholic Church for about four centuries. That 2 Thessalonians 2 talks about the Antichrist, who exalting himself, um, proclaiming himself to be God, and then he basically reveals himself with miracles and everything and leads the world into eternal damnation, and that whole process is ended by the coming of Christ. I just summarized for you because it took me a minute and a half, and I don't have a minute and a half left to read all of Second Thessalonians 2, but that's a chapter you want to know. The first 12 verses of Second Thessalonians 2 and section 675 of the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Reading those two things that will take you approximately two minutes will set you up to have the right acknowledgement that Christ wants you to have, St. Paul wanted you to have, Augustine wanted you to have, Tychonius wants you to have, that I want you to have, and I'm not like as great as these other guys, but this is so important, and if you have this, you, the average mom and dad, can evaluate what is being fed to you regarding biblical prophecy because there's a lot of it in Protestant Catholic circles that's off base. Okay, two minutes, section 675, 2 Thessalonians 2. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 319 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at luke21.com.